And this is the upper... Enough! Do you want my head to explode? In the name of all that is good and decent, no more for today! Welcome to Talking Giants. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, at Bobby Skinner NFL, here with my co-host, Danny King, at Danny King NFL. We're going to take a look at some running backs and tight ends today. Before we get to that, Danny, Josh Rosen showed up to Cardinals camp, and he showed up before the Instagram guy did. So that means he's not going to trade it, obviously. No, obviously, that, that, that's a joke. Obviously, he could still be traded. But, I mean, it, I think Josh, at this point, he's... I think he feels like he's going to get traded, so he just wants to show that, like, he's still committed to the game, even with all this, showing that nothing will distract him, that his ultimate goal is football. So, obviously, he wants to go and still work with the Cardinals because he could still be there, for all we know. But he's also preparing for, in the case that he does get traded, he still shows teams that, even with all this chat around him, he's still focused on football. Yeah, he, he has to show up just because, you know, he, you don't, he doesn't want all that drama around him, even though it already is there. But what he should do is pull an Antonio Brown and just be a complete jerk, and then that will lower his trade uh, stock, and that way whatever team trades for him could get better players around him, you know? Yeah, yeah. I just, I think I like what he's doing. He's still uh, showing up. He's still proving that he wants to play football, even with all the noise around him, so... He's doing, the yeah. right, he's doing the right thing, but also, did you see what Antonio Brown's doing? How much of a baby, diva he's become? Yeah, that was my under, indirect way of bringing yeah, that up. Yeah, I get Man, it. I've, I've never seen a guy like just turn a corner like that. He, I mean, I, I, I honestly think there's got to be something wrong in his head. I know this is talking Giants, but we're going to talk about Antonio Brown for a second. There's got to be something wrong in that guy's head to, one, like trash Juju Smith-Schuster, who is, seems like one of the nicest guys like, it's, he didn't make himself the team MVP, which Antonio Brown has won four times already. And and then Antonio's like, or then Juju's like, hey, man, that's surprising. Like, I supported you. I didn't, I'm surprised you would, like, trash me like that. And then today, like, pulling up a direct message from when Juju was at USC saying, like, hey, man, like, I, I love your game. You got any pointers for me? And Antonio Brown posted that, like, oh, like. Like, I, I don't understand what he thought was going to be accomplished by posting that. All that did was make Juju Smith look Juju Smith look better and make Antonio Brown look even more like a jerk than he already is. It's all, he, he changed when he got that mustache. He's so different now, ever since he's, that mustache. He's a moron. I can't wait till things go wrong in Oakland with him. I know. But I it, can't wait for them to play each other, Steelers yeah. and uh, Raiders. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, back to the Josh Rosen. I don't think this... Like, you know, obviously, we got to talk. There's stuff that has to be talked about. People are going to talk about Josh Rosen showing up. I think he just, like, listen, I have to do this. I'm going to be there early. I don't want to, I don't want to create any more drama than there already is. So I'm going to show up and I'm going to show up as early as I possibly can. Um, so I don't really think this has any impact on whether or not he's going to be traded. Someone yeah. did, someone did say to me, like, oh, like it, do, it should affect a trade because it shows that he's like a good leader and whatnot, which I, I don't think it makes a difference either way. I don't think. This shows he's a good. I mean, he could lose something by not showing up and throwing a, uh, you know, a, a pat, uh, throwing a fit. But him showing up there, it just it doesn't really prove to me anything. I mean, I mean, maybe it's just because I haven't. I'm not like one of those people that thinks negatively of his character. So I just, for me, it's just it's just kind of this is this is par for the course for me. Yeah, it just it just makes sense for him to show up and not hold out and make this a bigger deal than it is. I mean, I don't think he wants to be in. I, I, I was 
obviously he wants to be in the team that he started with, but the way they said he's their guy, but then this whole Kyler Murray rumor started, and then rumors that he'd be getting traded. He probably doesn't want to be there. He probably wants a fresh start, and he just wants to prove that he's still willing to play football. Also, yeah, definitely. I, I want to ask you something. I read something. How would this? This is a non-Giants trade, but it, it involves the Redskins. The Redskins trade the forty-six pick and Case Keenum for Josh Rosen. Do you think that's a deal the Redskins should make? I mean, the Cardinals should make. If well, I, I feel like Case Keenum has no impact on it whatsoever. Like, uh, trade if, if, if it's if 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 we're not offering our second-round pick, then yeah, they they need to because they're going to draft Kyler Murray. If it's the, if if that's the best pick they can get, but Case Keenum has no impact on that for me. Yeah, I, I guess people said like he could mentor Kyler Murray. I mean, it does make sense, but once again, if you're being offered the 37th pick, that's a nice trade right there. Yeah, I, I, I fully believe. And and you know how the rumors went. It went, oh, the Giants aren't that interested um, and didn't offer a second-round pick, which I didn't believe. And then now it's back to the Giants have put the 37 uh, pick on the table and have put the move in, in the Cardinals' hands um, because supposedly the Redskins have only offered their second round. Benjamin Albright. Like I said, I don't know much about him. I see him pop up. I just feel like he contradicts himself every other hour. <laughs> that I, I'm not, I don't follow Benjamin Albright. I don't use him for trustworthy news sources. He's not one of my top guys. Not me either. It's just he pops up and it's like, oh, I guess uh, Benjamin Albright uh, is saying that Benjamin Albright was wrong for a couple hours ago. I mean, I know things change. Yeah. But it's, it seems kind of inconsistent. Yeah. Anyways... Unless we got anything else, you want to move on to the running backs. Nah, it's been a slow week, so let's just get on to them running backs. Yeah, re- really slow week, which usually is a good thing, especially except for when you want us to trade for Josh Rosen. Yeah. But anyways, we drafted Saquon Barkley last year. We drafted Angry Ingram the year before, so we're covering running backs and tight ends. So we're not going to necessarily we're going to at some of the top guys, but we're not going to you know go one one through eight. We're going to you know pick around, and choose some guys. Um, some names you know, some you don't. And honestly. Out of the four guys I really spent a lot of time on, there's really only one I like. Danny, I know you did some of the bigger names, so Danny, why don't you start us off? So for running backs, I, I, I wanted to look at, because his name's been connected in the NFC East, Josh Jacobs out of Alabama, uh, five foot ten, two 220 pounds. He, uh, Josh, he's been connected with the, the Philadelphia Eagles, but I'm not sure how much that's changed with um, the Jordan uh, Howard Jordan. trade. Yeah, but uh, Josh Jacobs he didn't run anything in the combine. He was very quiet. But from the highlights I saw of him, he runs with purpose. He is a big go getter guy. For being small, he is quite powerful. He he is not afraid to go right into you like almost like Brandon Jacobs type. He's got great speed, and he's he's also he also is very good at reading the holes. Almost like Saquon, he stops himself, looks at what he needs to do, and he usually makes the right choice. I like Josh Jacobs. Obviously, as you said, we have Saquon Barkley, uh, Wayne Gallman, and uh, the guy you from Rutgers, Rob Martin, if I remember correctly. We have three capable running backs. I don't see the Giants going running back, or at least not going for Josh Jacobs. But I like Josh Jacobs, and he's a good guy, and hopefully he doesn't end up with the Eagles. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, you said, you know, obviously he's a really good player, and I've watched him. I like him a lot. Can you see him being another one of these Alabama running backs who – you know, has these great numbers and then kind of doesn't do much in the NFL, like a, a Yeldon, Henry, uh, Trent Richardson, obviously. I mean, I'm not saying all those guys. You know, Yeldon has been decent. Uh, Henry's actually been, you know, above average. But is it is it one of those kind of cases? Uh, it wouldn't shock me if that's the case. I mean, he has the potential, but 
Alabama just does their track record with producing running backs that contribute right or right away. It's not at like a very good system right now for them. So he could fall flat, but he could very well dominate the league as well. It's just a roll of the dice with these Bama running backs, and I say that's the same with Josh Jacobs. Right. All right. So the the guy I am looking at first, uh, Rodney Anderson. He's a running back out of Oklahoma, redshirt junior. Uh, six four two twenty five. Listen, I want to like this guy, but I haven't looked at a more injury prone player in this draft. It, it blows my mind that he's projected third, fourth round because two thousand fifteen he broke his leg second play. Two thousand sixteen he fractured his vertebrae, and then last year he got hurt again too. Um, so he really has never had a season to play. Um, if you want to look at something, he had twenty six carries for two hundred yards against Clemson in the semifinal uh, last year. Uh, but I just I, I like what he's able to do. He's a pounder. He's very patient. He's you know he goes through the whole strong. Um, he didn't you know he didn't run at the combine because he's you know dealing with an injury. Uh, he doesn't really have that second gear. He's not a good blocker at all. Uh, it just it blows my mind that this guy's name is ahead of some of the other guys on the draft board. Yeah, that's the thing. You you talk about his injuries, and that 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 is a that is just a red flag right there. This guy cannot stay healthy and could that that's not his fault it's just the way the cookie crumbles but if he's not if he's not so far not able to contribute i, I don't want him on the giants because we could draft him and that could just be a waste of a draft pick obviously he, he's good he has potential just with the injuries i don't see him going to the third or fourth round i say he could probably be a round five round six guy yeah if the injuries like drop him to a, a seventh round or even undrafted which you know we see stuff like that happen then maybe it's something for the Giants because we don't need someone to be a pounder because we have Saquon Barkley and we're going to give Saquon Barkley as much totes as he can possibly handle. So if you got a guy who's got the talent and you listen, you only need to give him, you know, five touches a game, then he could be an option. But I just, I just hope the Giants wouldn't use a draft pick on this guy. Yeah, that would be a waste of a draft pick, and it would just be stupid. Yeah, but, definitely. Uh, I'm going to switch it now to another another Alabama run back, uh, Damian Harris, also out of Alabama. Coming in at a 5'10", 216 pounds, ran a 4.5 second, 40 yard dash. Uh, he had a 37 inch vertical. Uh, I, I like Damian Harris just as long, just as much as um, what's his name again? Uh, Josh Jacobs. Jacob. He's great at reading holes. He's a fast guy. Uh, he, he's he's got good speed. He's able to break a lot of tackles. He's another big guy. He's hard to bring down from what I've seen of Damian Harris. Alabama, they had a good running back duo this year in Damian Harris and Josh Jacobs. Uh, Damian Harris, uh, would he be on the Giants' radar? Maybe. I mean, Wayne Gallman, I mean, he has his ups and downs, so Wayne Gallman still has to prove himself. I could see Damian Harris, if he's still available in round three, Giants may consider him. But as I said before with Wayne Gallman, Saquon Barkley, and Rob Martin, it would shock me if the Giants go running back with, in the first four rounds. Yeah, and, and it's probably unlikely that they will draft a running back at all. Yeah. But it is fun to look at these guys. Um, like I said, you know, like with, with Wayne Gallman, yeah, he, you know, I like him, but what have we seen? And, you know, as the years go along, you kind of want to bring, you know, new blood in there uh, to see what you can get. You know, obviously with Saquon, he's going to dominate. So, I mean, you just see what you can get. Uh, another guy I got now, now this guy he's probably gonna be the biggest name that we cover Bryce Love out of Stanford you know the senior 5'9 200 pounds this guy was supposed to be a first round pick even maybe a top five top 10 pick coming into the year uh, he got hurt or you know he it looked like he was playing hurt his yards per K went from 8.1 to 4.5 which is a just 
is a massive drop. Um, you know, you have, but listen, the guy, he had all the production in the world while he was at Stanford, 5,300 yards, 71 career touchdowns. Uh, the guy's got great speed. He's a great receiver. He's extremely smart. He runs through contact. Um, obviously, the negatives are size. Sometimes he kind of stutters um, and doesn't trust his offensive lineman to set things up. So, you know, but at the same time, when you have the skill that he has, you t- you tend to trust on your own abilities. And if he can, you know, start trusting offensive linemen, you pin him behind, you know, uh, and actually I'll, I'll talk about that later with Homer, but, you know, Will Hernandez, Kevin Zeitler, you know, pulling guards or whatnot, he can do some damage. But the injury, you know, the torn ACL is going to make him drop big time, the torn ACL at the end of the season. And it's just one of the, one of those cases where this guy could have left his junior year, been a top 10 pick, and now he's a mid-round guy. Yeah, I agree. That's also something I noticed in the little bit I saw of him. He does stutter a lot, and if he, he doesn't have a good line, he, he is a not the best of running backs. Obviously, if this was the 2017 Giants, he would not be having fun if he was a Giant. Uh, next year, Giants, if the Giants do even draft him, uh, he would have more fun because this line will be much more stable and doable. But you're right. I think he could even maybe become a, an undrafted free agent because of that ACL injury. Teams may not want to take that chance knowing that he may not be the same player. Yeah, it. The torn ACL is with running back. It's it's a weird thing. It it almost reminds me of Marcus Latimer a little bit, where you know the guy was just absolutely amazing, top five pick, and then it just you know he has injuries and it falls. Um, but I mean, somebody's got to give this guy a shot, though. I mean, we've seen how you know Christian McCaffrey has had success coming out of there, and this guy was thought to be better than Christian McCaffrey. I remember coming into this year, everyone's saying like, "Oh, I want like, oh, you you got Saquon? Well, guess what? Bryce Love's coming out, and he's going to be." as good or better, which I didn't agree with, but people were saying it. Um, so, yeah, it really sucks to see what happened to this guy, and hopefully he can turn it around as long as it's not in the NFC East. No, yeah, honestly, don't come to the NFC East, Bryce Love. Hopefully no one drafts you here. But um, I'm gonna next thing I want to talk about is Devin Singletary at a Florida Atlantic University. FAU! Uh, yeah, representing. 40-yard uh, dash time is at 4.66. Oh, well, let me say his height first. He's comes at 5'7", 203 pounds. Uh, back to his 40-yard dash was 4.66 seconds. He had not that important, but a 35-inch vertical and a 4.4 20-yard shuttle. Devin Singletary, it's – I couldn't get a feel on him. I liked some of his game, but I didn't like most of it. I mean, he's very good at ca- – he's very decently good at catching the ball. That shocked me a little bit with him. Uh, he can see the field cleanly. Uh, his elusiveness is eh. I mean, he's not a powerful runner. He's more of a speed guy. So Devin Singletary, uh, I would give him maybe even a third-round value because he could come in and be a great backup to complement someone like Christian McCaffrey. I'm just using that as an example. Uh, I like Devin Singletary, just not a fit for the Giants. Yeah, FAU, man. I almost went there. That's where Alfred Morris came from. So, hey, maybe the guy can make something out of his career. Uh, yeah, but listen, the next guy I got, he's coming from the South Florida area as well. And he's the guy I like the most that I've looked at. Travis Homer out of the U. He's a junior, 5'10", 201, 4'4", which is great for a running back. 39.5 vertical. Um, you know, good three-cone drill and shuttle. Listen, the guy has elite run running back speed. He gets outside the tackles extremely well. You put this guy behind Will Hernandez and Kevin Zeitler and he's just gonna, he's going to do amazing things. He's a, a very he's probably the best blocker out of the running backs if not, you know, he's he's if he's, if not he's in that category. 
Uh, he played in the pro office of Miami. He'll juke you out of your feet. He runs through contact. Now, he had a little bit of a fumbling problem, but we all know that can be fixed, especially as Giants fans. We saw Tiki Barber, the worst fumbler in NFL history, just not fumble at all. Um, so maybe maybe he goes to the Jags and they teach him to not fumble, especially if they need running backs with uh, Leonard Fournette out. But if we were to get a running back in the late rounds, this is the guy I want, man. I mean, he's got all the measurables. Plus, he just balls out. You know, he's taking advantage of every opportunity he's got. Um, he's got the speed. You can use him on special teams if you're not going to put him in the offense right away. But, I mean, I just like this guy a whole lot. And, I mean, as you said, his fumbling issue, we have a running back right now who didn't even fumble all of last year, Saquon Barkley. He is a he is so good at holding on to the football, one of the best in the league to do it. You could, it's, I know someone's going to say, oh, but he fumbled in the Colts game. It was called dead. It doesn't matter. It's zero fumbles for him. But, yeah, I could see him going to Jacksonville because they are in desperate need of a running back. Leonard Fournette, who, who knows what he's doing. He could be fighting with the coaches again this year. So they need help, and I think he would be a great fit for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I really think he's going to jump up the board for a lot of team. I, you know, I think he's someone that's going to out outshine his whatever uh, whatever he's picked at. I think the Bears. Are, I think there's a lot of teams who think that he's going to be a steal for them. So he could end up even jumping up to the second round, uh, you know, third round. I mean, this guy he has all the potential in the world, and he's just he's produced like crazy. Um, so I like him a lot. Like I said, you know, he does everything. He's played in the pro offense. He jukes like crazy. He runs through contact. The only and, like, that's, like, one of his negatives is that he runs through contact. So, a lot of times, instead of being a little more patient, he'll just run right through a guy. And if you're using him for a third down back, that's kind of what you want. Uh, and especially in, in this today's passing game where you're only getting, you know, especially if you're, if you're a third down back or a change of pace back, you're not getting as many carries. You got to take advantage of what you got. And this guy will just run through people. So, I like him a lot. Yeah, and that's something the Giants really need. We need a third down running back. Maybe he could be the guy to fill in because Wayne Gallman, as good as he is, he we need someone that can really possibly get us the third down because Saquon, we can't keep putting him in all the time because this is going to be Saquon's offense, and we need another running back to really help complement him. Uh, so we don't expect the Giants to go running back at this draft, maybe not even draft one at all, but he could be a good complement for him. But the last guy I have, on my list is David Montgomery out of Iowa State, coming at five foot ten inches, two hundred twenty-two pounds, a forty-yard dash, four point six three seconds. I like David Montgomery. There is some downsides about getting downsides about him. I'll get into that in a second. But he's got great vision. He's a hard guy to bring down. Good size. Uh, he's been compared to Kareem Hunt, so that that's a good comparison. The on-field Kareem Hunt, obviously. So, I like David Montgomery. Some of the th things that I don't like about him was, in Iowa State, he really only ran out of the shotgun formation. That's really only where he felt comfortable. So, coming to the NFL, he's going to have to experience eye formation, single back. So, he's going to have to try and adjust to that. I, I think he could do it. It's going to be a struggle for him at first because he's more confident in the shotgun. But he could easily come back out and uh, do all those other formations. And he just doesn't have the breakaway speed. He's... He can break through a hole, but he just doesn't. He just doesn't have the speed to get far downfield. That's some of the downsides about David Montgomery. Right. All right. So the last guy I got on my list, he's West Hills out of Slippery Rock. Never heard of that place. That's actually the street my church is on, by the way. He's six foot two oh eight. He obviously played Division two Slippery Rock. Um, you know, he went to the Senior Bowl. He was having a good Senior Bowl, and then had an injury, which kept kept him out. Listen, this guy bullied people at D two level. Um, he runs like a horse. When you see him run, it, 
he run like it, the way he runs it, it looks like something I've never seen. I'm not like saying that as a good or a bad, um, but it's definitely intriguing. It's, like I said, it runs like a horse. Maybe that's because Old Town Road has been stuck in my head for the past week. <laughs> I don't know. But listen, he's constantly juking and spinning off guys. Like he's he's very comfortable of of making moves while being in contact. Now that can all be a level of being at the Division Two level and bullying guys. But this guy, he's projected to go in like the second or third round. Um, so obviously the scouts see something in him. But for me, it's just watching his film, it's really hard for me to judge him uh, against that Division II level. Although, you know, his measurables are good. He has a good 40 time, uh, you know, great shuttle and all that good stuff. But uh, West Hills, I mean, I'll definitely have my eye on him to see what happens. I'm intrigued by the guy, but it's just hard for me to get an accurate read on him. Yeah, he's just a complicated guy. And some of his competition wasn't the best. So he's just a hard guy to pin down. But it'll be interesting. I'm intrigued to see where he'll end up going in the draft because he could very well come in and contribute to become a star in this league, or he could just flop. So yeah, it's definitely. A hit or miss with this guy. All right, so let's move on to the tight ends. But before that, a quick ad. All right, so a lot of people are starting podcasts today. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will, di- will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one play. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You'll be glad you did. All right, let's move on to the tight ends. The first guy I have, I really like this guy a lot. Although I don't know if he's going to be able to be on the Giants' radar. Um, one, because of uh, he's he plays a lot like Evan Ingram, and he might. I think he's a team that teams are going to take, or he's a guy that teams are going to take chances on. He's out of San Jose State. He's a senior, 6'5", 250. His name is Josh Oliver. I love this guy. I've been paying attention to him just because. Um, on Silverman Radio, we've had on a bunch of guys from San Jose State, like you know Shane Smith, you know former fullback of the Giants, Willow say other guys. So I, I had my eye on him going, you know, this whole senior year because I, you know, I was checking out other San Jose State guys. But his, he has a four six three forty, which is not Evan Ingram speed, but it's pretty dang good speed for a tight end. Uh, Twenty two uh, bench press reps at the combine, a thirty four inch vertical jump. I mean, that's like you know that's those are almost wide receiver numbers. Um, he doubled his production as a senior, um, which was impressive because at a school like San Jose State, I mean, all the covers were shaded to this guy. Uh, he had 56 catches for 709 yards and four touchdowns. He has first team Mountain West. He has everything, man. There's really, he's not a good blocker. And so that's where he, he kind of looks like Evan Ingram a lot too. But he has great ball skills. He's a great route runner. He, he could run every route on the route tree. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Um, when linebackers try and get him off his his route, he's really great at you know turning the hips and getting off of that. Uh, and he's still getting a whole lot better. Um, yeah, but the, the blocking obviously is a is a problem. But we know in today's NFL that these young guys we can kind of split them out wide in the slot or whatnot. So I don't think this guy's going to be there for the Giants. But I can, I really like him. And if somehow the Giants got him, I would be extremely excited about him. Yeah, that's right, and. I- with the way today, I feel like teams saw what the Giants have in Evan Ingram, and and like the, how the Forty Niners also have George Kittle, and they want someone like that. Evan Ingram is a nightmare for linebackers because he is almost like a wide receiver. He's fast. He's he's such a 
uh, great receiver. Obviously, his run block is good, isn't the best. But Josh Oliver, he's two inches taller than Evan Ingram. Just imagine that chugging at your linebackers. He, as you said, great route running, good hands. I love Josh Oliver. I, I looked him up because I saw you had him on his list, and I heard of him before. So I wanted to take a deeper look at the Josh Oliver, and I was like, man, he's could be. You could argue he's one of the top tight ends in this draft class. So, as you said, Josh Oliver, he won't be there for us, but I love Josh Oliver, and he's going to be a steal for any team. Yeah, and, I mean, he takes big hits. He just – everything but the blocking, and, and I don't think blocking is something that you really can get a whole lot better at the NFL level, but it's something you can work around. Um, but, it, you know, I think the Giants are going to be looking for kind of that Red Ellison type to replace Red Ellison. I think Red – you know, this is – going off on a tangent, but I think Red Elson could very well be a, a training camp cut or what, you know, because obviously we're struggling with the cap right now. But the next guy that me and you both have is Dawson Knox, right, Danny? Yes, Dawson Knox. Out of uh, Ole Miss, he comes in at six foot four, just tall, 254 pounds. I put this here, his 20-yard shuttle was at 4.27. Uh, some, something that I like about him, I felt like Ole, this isn't his fault. This is more of Ole Miss. They ran basic routes. I couldn't get a good opportunity to view his route running. But he's got great ball skills when defenders are closing in on him. He's not afraid to get dirty. Uh, wants to get great speed versus linebackers. Uh, I, I also even just looked at him like Evan Ingram almost because he's got the speed to make linebackers fear him. Uh Above average run blocker, which I was happy to see because with Evan Ingram, we don't have a run blocker very well. And he also had great yards after the catch. He improved on that from 2017 where he really struggled. He made that a priority this year, and it really showed off. He had like 19 extra yards per average after the catch. Yeah, Knox, I'll tell you what, I don't really like him at all. Um, he's got all the measurables. You know, like I said, 6'4", 250, which is good for a tight end. Um you know, he's, he's got really good speed, good agility in the three-cone and the shuttle. But he just didn't have any production at Ole Miss. And I get that, you know, you could say that was Ole Miss not using correctly, which I agree. They didn't really use him the right way or use him at all. But – and he's going to be a project for a team. But like I said, he just didn't have a lot of production. And I feel like when you're that kind of player, you gotta you got to give me something. Um, and all he, he just ran a lot of vertical routes, which is, you know, nice and cute. And, and when you have D.J. Metcalf and A.J. Brown around you – um, but you're going to have to run more than that in the NFL. And, you know, obviously that is part of his production, too, is, you know, the three great receivers that Ole Miss had. But he also, like, you know, like when he's running a, a corner or an out route, I mean, he just lets guys get right under him. He doesn't really – he's not physical with his routes, um, and he kind of telegraphs things. So I'm honestly not high on Dawson Knox at all. Yeah, as I said, he, he ran some very basic routes out of uh, Ole Miss, so – I can see why you're not high on him. He's not. How is Ole Miss not putting 50 points up per game with AJ Brown, DK, DK Metcalf, Dawson Knox, and I can't remember the other wide receiver's name, but I, I know we covered him. Yeah, I know it's. It's like Ole- LSU with with Odell and Jarvis Landers. Like, what were you doing not scoring yeah. points? I don't get it. Ole Miss had such good players around them, but they just couldn't convert that into points, and that was just so annoying to watch in some of the Ole Miss games that I saw. At Dawson Knox, another example, they underutilized him, only said to him on vertical routes, he is such a quality player, but you just didn't use him right. Yeah. I mean, if you, I feel like if you got Metcalf and A.J. Brown, you could find him underneath, and maybe he just sucks and they knew that and we don't. But anyways, uh, the other guy I got who uh, 
This guy, he might be the perfect fit for the Giants as the number two tight end. Isaac Nata out of Georgia, 6'3", 244. He's a junior. He ran a 4'9", 140, which is pretty bad. His bench press kind of sucked, 19 reps. So his upper body strength's not there. His 28-inch vertical jump, which is, like I said, pretty low. But he's the kind of guy who he blocks extremely good. He's great at blocking on the edge. So if you're running outside runs with, say, uh, a Saquon Barkley, he works there. Uh, he has good – he's a, you know, a really good catcher of the ball. Um, and he can tell what the zone is. So a lot of times we see these guys who aren't fast and they find the holes in the zone. And that's what Isaac does. Um, so you can knock his speed and whatnot. But he had pretty good production at Georgia. I mean, he was an all-team freshman. He had – you know – wasn't amazing production, but he had production all three years at Georgia. Um, some of the stuff that kind of is negative, he's he's very stiff. I um, mean, you know, sometimes he lets his hands rest in blocking, but that's stuff that can be fixed. Uh, but yeah, Isaac Nada, he's the guy that's not going to blow you away. He's never going to be the best tight end in the league, but he could definitely be a solid number two guy or, you know, like a Red Ellison or even a Scott Simonson. No, but yeah, you were right. Uh, I took a little peek at him because I saw someone recommend him in the comment section of anyone they want to see covered. And I agree with you. He could very well be the Giants tight end number two. Obviously, he's not the fastest guy. He's not the strongest guy, but uh, that could you could help improve maybe some of his strength, put him through some workouts and all that. He has the potential in this league, and he's a dark horse just because of those issues. But I could see teams really taking a chance on uh him Isaac uh, Nawada is that his name again? Nata. 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 All right. So in case you ever he's not a good tight end. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna cover what people are saying. The best tight end of this draft is I had to take a look. I at hope it. we get. I sorry to interrupt you, but now I really want Isaac Nata because I'm gonna have so much fun with that last name. It's gonna be so many titles that are just gonna be punned on Isaac Nata. Uh, so TJ Hawkins said I had to take a look at him. He's the best tight end in this draft. From Iowa, uh, 4.7 second, 40 yard dash. He comes at six foot five inches tall, 251 pounds, 37 and a half, half inch vertical. Uh, great versatility. He's great in line blocker. Great route running. He's going to be a day one starter. Look at a team that I see needs to get TJ Hawkinson. Obviously, the Giants are going to get him. It's the Patriots. They need a tight end, and this is the guy that could easily replace Gronk and become Tom Brady's favorite target. Yeah, definitely. He he's a beast. Those both those Iowa tight ends are beasts. Uh, the last guy I got on my list, Drew Sample out of Washington. Uh, he's six foot five, two fifty five, so perfect size. Red shirt senior. He ran a four seven one forty, a thirty three and a half inch vertical jump. Um, listen, this guy he does everything the right way. He's a hard worker. Uh, he finishes blocks. He's you know he's he's another guy who can smart. He can find the hole in the zone. Um, I didn't really see this on tape, but some of the you know the scouting reports said he could use a little more of an edge. Um, he's he's a he's he's very like straight edged and like business type, which is good. Um, but you know sometimes when you're you're not like the most talented guy, you kind of have to have that like nasty edge. And I I, I guess people think he lacks that. Um, you know it's hard to see that on film. But anyways, uh, Drew Sample is a guy I like. Um, and he's another guy who, who could be there late and could be a very real option for the Giants. I like Drew Sample a lot. Yeah, let me, let me get a sample of Drew and not a sample of Isaac. All right, that's oh, I'm done. Oh, I'm done. oh boy, oh boy. If if we get Drew Sample or Isaac Nata, the amount of puns that are going to be in this in our titles are going to be insane. I have to be- say something good about. I have to be be nice to Drew Sample because 
I want to get him for an interview, and we we do some stuff with his agency. So, Drew Sample, you're the man. Come on, come yes, on the show. Yes, Drew Sample, you are a very nice guy. Your name is great. Uh, but you're right. I could see because the Giants, Red Elson, he's not. Uh, he's probably gonna be gone, as you said. Maybe even a training camp cut. And we need someone to really help complement Evan Ingram. I mean, Eli loved uh, Red Ellison, but both those Isaac Nana and Drew I Sample. Mean, he, Red Ellison will probably be back. Yeah. And that's just kind of like a bold prediction on mine. Like, you know, I could see Red Ellison being cut. But if we don't draft a tight end or bring anybody in, then no, I don't I don't see that happening. Yeah. And I was going to end it off with my final guy, uh, Kata Smith out of Stanford. Uh, six foot five inches tall, two hundred twenty-five pounds. Ran a four point nine two forty-yard dash. Not the fastest guy. Thirty-five inch vertical. Uh, I really wasn't a fan of Caden Smith. Uh, not the great route running. He can be knocked around easily and just froze off his whole route. He takes too long to get out of his break. He takes so long to complete some routes. So I'm not a fan of Caden Smith. Josh should even consider Caden Smith. Uh, some team will look at him and try to take a chance on him, but I don't like Caden Smith, and I hope we're not the team to choose him. You suck, Caden Smith. All right, <laughs> let's finish off the show. Next time we're doing linebackers, uh, so send us our recommendations on Twitter, Instagram. Yes, uh, Devin White. We're gonna look at him. So Devin uh, Bush, like, Devin White, and Devin Bush. Yeah, we we got those guys. So no need to tell us that we got it. Um, Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Hey, and follow our personals because that helps us grow is when our personals start getting more traction. That's when other people start to notice us because there's so many Giants pages out there that they kind of get watered down. But when at Bobby Skin NFL and at Danny King NFL start to get going, that's when we can do better. That's when we can get more downloads, which lets us do more stuff. And I've been having a lot of fun putting out these scouting videos. Uh, We're going to continue to do it once the draft process is over. We'll start looking at the guys on the roster. So we're going to be doing a lot of fun stuff, especially with the draft. So please follow our socials at Bobby Skinner NFL and at Danny King NFL. Obviously the main one at Talking Giants. And listen, we're going to do a whole lot of stuff. Make sure uh, if you are if you like, leave us a writing review. Uh, make it good or make it bad and leave a five-star as long as you do it. And we will see you guys next time. Go Big Blue. <laughs>